Hi, this is Zach. And this is Jen. We're the Radio Buzzkills. You're listening to Beyond FM. Listen. Love. Promote. promote. Previously on Beyond. It's the best of everything STL. It's Beyond FM from Gaslight. This one is labeled the worst songs to have sex to, but we're labeling it the worst songs to eat to, pancakes to. To eat pancakes to. Because most people would, you know, maybe say, Slayer or something like that, but actually Slayer is a lot of fun to have what sex about? <laughs> What about? The Reading Rainbow theme song. Oh my lord. <laughs> Butterfly in the sky. I, I can, can fly, fly twice, twice as high. high. Take a look. It's, it's in, in a book. book. Reading Rainbow. Oh my god. You got a friend in me from Toy Story. Oh my god. <laughs> People have obviously done pancakes to these songs. She'll be coming around the mountain. (laughs) The Christmas shoes. Pancakes would be over before you even knew. Yep. Yeah. Be like, I'll go pancake myself later. Thank you. That's going to be some great promo stuff (laughs) previously on. This is Beyond FM. More music coming up, but first, let's check in with Shudder. He's at Rockin' Brews hanging out. What's up, Shudder? Well, it appears he has his mouth full with some of that great made-from-scratch food from Rockin' Brews. Since I'm a foodie, let's see if I can translate. Oh, you're enjoying the island ribs. Crispy individual baby back ribs tossed in sweet and spicy Asian sauce served with island slaw. Ah, and you had the garlic cheese fries. That's a good choice. Oh, yeah, those purple raindrops are awesome. They're chocolate-filled French donuts covered in powdered sugar, drizzled with raspberry sauce, served with a side of whipped cream. Not only do they have American classic comfort food with a twist, but they also have the area's largest tap list. So whether you're grabbing a quick bite for lunch, planning a nice family meal, or looking to book your next party, Rockin' Brews is the place to be. Located at 17258 Chesterfield Airport Road, Rockin' Brews is quickly becoming a staple in the STL for rock and roll foodies of all ages. For reservations, call 636-337-3194. You can also check them out on all the socials, or just do a quick search for Rockin' Brews St. Louis. Stop by Rockin' Brews today and tell them Beyond FM sent you. It may be cold out, but now is the time to book your spring projects. The choice is 51 Construction. Need to replace the staircase handrails? Look no further than 51 Construction. Wanting to remodel the master bathroom? Then get a hold of 51 Construction. How about a new deck for the backyard? Do you see where I'm going with this? 51 Construction's motto is quality, value, and communication. They love creative projects and are always willing to help out in solving a difficult situation. With over 30 years of construction experience, 51 Construction is your best choice in any home remodeling project. Whatever you are dreaming, they can bring to life. Find them on Facebook at 51 Construction or give them a call at 314-435-9647. That's 314-435-9647. Contact them now to get a free quote on any home remodeling project. It's 51 Construction, doing it right. There's a place right on the south side that has always been the go-to for all your vapor products, and that place is Lime Vapor. 
But did you know that Lime Vapor is quickly becoming the St. Louis headquarters for everything Kratom and CBD? Green, white or red Kratom all with different options like capsules, crushed leaves and more. Their CBD selection is second to none from a large variety of edibles, extracts and more. Plus, Lime Vapor has all the accessories you need and they are still your one-stop shop for everything you need for vaping. Give them a call at 314-638-7170. They are open Monday through Friday 10 to 8, Saturday 10 to 6, and Sunday 10 to 4. Lime Vapor, 766 Lime Ferry Road, just north of Hoffmeister. Do you have a big event coming up and no place to host? Well, look no further than Lake St. Louis Banquet Center. Off Veterans Memorial Parkway, they can accommodate any event you are planning on putting on. With seating up to 450 people, they have everything available to help make any occasion very special. They offer different packages that range from build your own to letting them do all the heavy work that includes food, drink, cake, and DJ services. Now, local bands, they are open for gigs as well, and no matter what your event is, mention Beyond FM and you can get up to $100 off. Give them a call at 314-651-6550 or visit their website at LakeStLouisBanquetCenter.com. It's Lake St. Louis Banquet Center, helping you with the little details. Beyond FM, along with Boz Rock Productions, would like to introduce an all-new local original series. Live, Saturday, February 22nd, the Diamond Music Hall in St. Peter's. Know that you don't care enough to pick up the phone. You tell me you love me repeatedly, but I see that I don't mean anything anymore. That's right, Bleach Live, February 22nd at Diamond Music Hall. Tickets are just $10. Come join us. It's the original local music series brought to you by Boz Rock Productions and Beyond FM. Bleach at Diamond Music Hall in St. Peter's, Saturday, February 22nd. I'm the wild. What? Quiet and good order will be maintained in our city to the best of our ability. Riots, melees, and disturbances of the peace are against the interest of all our people and therefore cannot be permitted. We interrupt this program to bring you on behalf of the United States government. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Stand by. I'll be right there. Beyond Radio Beyond Now, here comes the music
best of everything STL. It's Beyond FM, live from Gaslight. Good evening, and thank you for joining us. Tonight's guest is Cardinal Cowboy and Pookie Jones from The Poor and Cavo. And we'll have them on here in a little bit. Um, at the table tonight, Patrick Booz is out hanging out with his family, so he is out. Uh, we have DJ BJ. What up? We have Kim Perry. Hiya. And right now, Jen's sitting with us because we're going to talk about last night. Because I Pat's not here. Because Patrick's not here. <laughs> you don't want an empty seat. Much better looking at Patrick. Thanks. Baby. <laughs> so, uh, we'll uh, got a lot to get through tonight, so we'll just go ahead and just bang away. First of all... Um, we had a little shindig here Saturday night and kind of wanted to go over uh, and say, first of all, say thanks to everybody involved, uh, Gaslight, um, Rick, for taking care of a lot of stuff on Can Saturday we start night. calling him that? Gaslight Rick? Gaslight Rick <laughs> or mustache. One of the two. <laughs> He's going to shoot me one day for making fun of Oh, I don't make fun of his mustache. It's just, it, it mean, you can't miss it as soon as you talk to him. It's just, it's all mustache, really. I love it. Yeah. Um. It's a Rick stash. All the bands that were here, Divine Sorrow, Egan's Rats, Crystal Connor, and the Whiskey Rebels, they all killed it. Absolutely killed it. And even by the end of Egan's Rats, I caught my mom bobbing her head. So oh, that's that awesome. was pretty funny. I was like, yeah, get them all. <laughs> so it was, it was chaos, but it was a lot of fun. It was fun. Yes. It was good. My I, kids loved it. I'm they're really awesome. Glad. I'm glad I got to meet them. Oh, thank you. I think they're pretty stellar, but you know, I am their mom. So. Right. Well, are you were you one of those moms that like when they were little, like every time it was a new picture, look at this picture. No. Or anything like that. No. Okay. Nope. I've always just treated my kids like adults, like people. That's what. Yeah. That's how and I was. Been forthright and honest, and I don't know. I think so far I've done a pretty banger job. They're. All like, four of my kids. I talked to my humans. kids in adult language from yeah. from the beginning. I, I mean, too. they heard fuck a lot. Yeah, <laughs> my kids do yeah, too. So did mine. Because <laughs> Brian's like, "Don't repeat what you're." I'm like, "They've heard it all before. <laughs> like, it's fine." But they loved it. My God, Z passed out. I mean, literally was snoring, sawing logs on the way home. But and and I have to say. Uh, Divine Sorrow was um, super stellar to them. Well, that was Zach's favorite because he's like me. He loves all that rock stuff. Um, JD's favorite was Crystal. So, um, but they talked about it all day Sunday, even. They just thought it was the coolest thing ever. They're like, when are we going back? <laughs> Can we go again tonight, yeah. Mom? <laughs> when are we going? What are you, what, who are you going to have on next time? I'm like, I don't know. So, <laughs> Please know it's not like that every time we do the show, kids. Right. Well, and then they're like, <laughs> Are you going to have food? Do you have food on Monday nights? Do you do this? Do you do it? And I'm like, it's funny. Like, they really haven't had a whole lot of... In- well, I don't want to say they haven't had a whole lot of interest. But I think actually coming to the event and being a part of it, like now they're like, hey, this is some cool shit. You know? So... It comes and goes in waves. As mine get older, they want to <laughs> not be around me and they don't think I'm as cool as I think I am. Well, so that's teenagers for you. <laughs> that just happens. Yeah, my my kids were pretty blown away. They're like, "Dad, you did all this. I love it." You know, of course, my son Gavin was already friends with Gorilla J from Egan's Ranch, so that was you know, yeah. I didn't know that. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah, he actually, I don't. When we first started this, you know, he came up and approached me like, uh, "Dad, I have this friend. Uh, he does rap and stuff." And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> I was like, "Send me stuff," and he did the same thing with Gorilla J that. 
hey, my dad's got this like podcast thing, and you might want to be on it. And so we kind of blew each other off at first, you know, like, okay, dude, you know. But then we finally met, and you know, he finally got stuff sent to me, and I'm like, oh, this is great. And Grill J tuned into some stuff, and he's like, dude, you didn't tell me he was doing all this. You know, he just told me a little. I thought it was just some guy in the basement. You know, I'm like, yeah. So, well, in case you haven't heard, we're not just a podcast. That's what I'm hearing. I know, right? Who'd have thought? Still trying to prove that. Yeah, I think more I people think are we've catching on. Proved it, just not to the people who don't believe it. Who think we're just a podcast? I will not. We're be, not. I will not be comfortable until everyone believes it. Okay. Yeah. Well, we got you back. It's one of those business things that if you get comfortable with what you're doing then you're going to start failing so i constantly want to improve and do more and more and more and more sure i understand that that's yeah. normal yeah um highlights for, well I, I guess your highlight was your kids oh, yeah, for highlights sure. from saturday because i missed a lot i was you know when you host your own party you really don't be able to get involved get in the party too much yeah. so so when do we do it again i, I don't know yet I'm, we are I'm, doing it again. We're doing something again, yes. Okay. For sure. It was just cool to have the different genres. I know mm-hmm. why you did that, mm-hmm. but it was just so awesome to see, you know, people were here for one or two bands, and then they got to see someone that they would not normally see because it's not the genre that they would normally listen to. That was cool. Yeah. And then to hear them say how awesome that other genre was. Oh, yeah, right. for sure. I heard that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't think a lot of people especially the crowd that crystal brought was expecting egan's rats right (laughs) they were badass yes i mean i i mean i knew how good they were talent wise it's just we haven't been exposed to them three together Mm -hmm. that much yet but i knew it was going to be great either way right so i that was an easy bet yeah, they're good stage performers. Mm-hmm. They bring a show for sure. Oh, yeah, for and sure. and each one's different, you know. You can expect a different theme or sometimes costumes and props mm-hmm. and you know, it it just depends and it's really neat to watch them evolve. So if you if you don't know them, go like them on Facebook because they're fantastic. Yeah, they are really good. They're also genuinely nice people. Yes. Yes. And that is one thing I'll say too out of all three acts that we had especially with my my kids around I can be honest and say this everybody was just so nice (laughs) like they're just all good people you know what I mean that's one thing that I I've always felt safe bringing my kids around Mm -hmm. I know some people are like you take them to and they want to talk about the venues and the locations of the venues it's Mm -hmm. like but not only do I feel safe myself, I feel safe bringing my kids around these people and these performers. Well, sure. And it's not like I just throw my kids out in the crowd and let them right. go, you know? I mean, right. they're usually falling behind me backstage mm-hmm. or sitting somewhere safe in a safe place. And and you get that, they get that one-on-one experience and mm-hmm. it's, it's neat. It's neat. Well, a lot of people complain about different areas and you just got to use your common sense. You know, don't, Drive down any of the side streets. Right, right. Don't park in the dark. Make sure you're around people. I mean, something's going to happen. It's going to happen regardless of what you do. You know, right. it's Our time almost of day fate or where sometimes. You are. Yeah. I mean, granted, the you know it raises the probability of something happening in a bad neighborhood, but it, chances are it's 
not going to happen. Right. Because I know Bob said that he's, you know, he's been at FUBAR and worked downtown for almost 30 years. and He's never had a car broken into. That's awesome. Now, somebody else could just drive their their first time and have their car broken into. It's just the way it is. Yeah, my car was broken into in the convention center once. It's just, just you come downtown, you just kind of assume something might happen. It's just part of living in a city. Anywhere. Right, exactly. Okay, uh, next thing is Thursday night, uh, February 20th, at Brewski's in St. Charles. We are uh, sponsoring a. Originals Night, along with Jammin' Live, and uh, I do have the lineup in front of me who is playing. It, it, there is no cover to get in, and uh, performers that night will be Anthony J. Russo, uh, Blaze Station, Chrome and Steel, and if you know who Steve Scorfina is, that is Chrome and Steel, um, Divine Sorrow, um, Tyler Samuels Project, Three Ring Circus and Milo from the Peace Lords will be playing. So you know that's going to be interesting, oh, yeah. of course. For right. sure. Always. Yes. Um, and then Saturday, uh, we are sponsoring um, our first show for our original series at Diamond Music Hall, and it will feature Bleach and also now... Um, the winner from Friday night's Road to Point Fest, Amethyst. Woo-hoo. Awesome! Congratulations, guys. Yes. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see them go on. They are. They're one of the, and I don't want to nitpick at them too much. They're one of those bands that um, their recording does not reflect anything they do live. Yeah. They're fabulous live. So um, you may want to go and check that out. It's ten bucks to get in. What time does that show start? Uh, oh, which one? Thursday? What time? Thursday mm-hmm. or Saturday? Both Saturday. Um, I would say Saturday. Doors probably open at seven. Mm-hmm. I would assume. What time is the event Thursday? I think that starts at six. Six. Yeah. Because we have so many bands. Plus, it's a school night. Yeah, we can't be out too late. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, so last night was a show. Head PE. Yeah, I'm still show drunk, you guys, from this weekend. <laughs> I actually am not supposed to be here. I don't have my makeup on. I wish Shutter wouldn't take pictures of me right well, now. Well, it's radio, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Except for Shutter's taking pictures yeah. right now. I've taken more now since right. you complained about it. Right. That's why when you were alive, I put my hood up because you're fine. So, um, yeah, we were at Fubar. It was originally at Red Flag, and they had some issues right before the show um it could have been pretty dangerous so actually we were talking about it and i'm glad that it happened i guess the way that it happened and not with a band on stage but they had some flooring issues and so they had to postpone the show going there so they moved it back over to foobar so it was kind of nice to have a farewell at foobar Mm -hmm. i know they did a farewell show but i wasn't there Mm -hmm. and and there's uh, still a few more actually going yeah. on at FUBAR. But. Yeah, and it, it was a packed house. It was uh, Head PE, Gorilla Theory, Common Jones, Fastest Sheep, and... Some other person. <laughs> I can't remember that one either. Something A Boss. Yeah. Andrew. Andrew A Boss, maybe? Yeah? We're so prepared for the show Look, always. Can't you tell? Well, I, I think We're it's... Like, we I saw uh, Wu-Tang. That Jeff says Wu-Tang's there. We saw this band. <laughs> they play music. Here, yeah. Here comes Jeff. Oh. Yeah. Hey, he, he's going to tell me. Just come in here. Andrew W. 
Boss. Oh, oh Andrew, Andrew W. Boss. <laughs> I just had the middle initial wrong. It was some dude that had B brought. <laughs> yeah. That's all that yeah. matters. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was it was pretty packed and uh, good time for sure. Everybody brought it. It was actually the first time I got to see Fast as Sheep live. Um, they're a pretty good band. It was it's a couple members from Pogo Funk, mm-hmm. and uh, Chris Breg started Fast as Sheep, and he does some features on some Common Jones show. So it's always neat to have those guys all in the house together and. Also, G Theory, Cummins Jones, and G Theory do a lot of shows together, so they definitely brought a good local start to a national act. And uh, we did leave a little early, and I was done. I was done, guys. I was done. It happened. Yeah, because Sunday I did. I mean, I did. I barely even got out of bed Sunday. Yeah, and I had to get up at six a.m. and work. And then go oh to the head show. <laughs> no wonder you're dragging ass yeah. today. Jeez. Yeah. So uh, I was off today and got to take a nap also. So that's what brought me here is the nap. <laughs> that's going to be me next Thank, weekend. <laughs> Thank God for naps. Yes. Yes. Well, you got anything tonight, Brookie? I know Kim, Kim does. Yeah, well, actually, I'm going to make an announcement, if that's cool, before we start getting into our guests. Yeah, that's what this segment's for. All right, cool. So, (laughs) drum roll, please. Our very own Kim Perry is officially now the uh, band manager of Crystal O'Connor and the Whiskey Rebels. Yay! Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, so... I will be picking your brain. A lot. (laughs) Good luck. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have to adult. That's, that's <laughs> going to be the challenge is I got to be the grown up. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. So congratulations, Kim. We're it's very fun. happy for you. I'm excited. I'm excited for where she's going. I'm excited for what I see is coming down the pike for her. Mm-hmm. I love her, by the way. She was such Isn't a fun she wonderful? person. Yes. I, yes. yes. That's the reason I said yes. She's like, I've got to have someone else to just throw some ideas off of. Would you please do this for me? And I've been hemming and hawing. And and then I had a, <clears throat> in Pat's words, Todd Zombie. Um, go no, you, you you need to do this. So <laughs> your voice of reason. I love yeah. him too, by the way. I'm. It was a pleasure meeting him. You had never met Todd. Before? I had never met Todd oh, before. I had only heard about him. Oh. He's and a low key member of our BFM team, yeah. but he never yeah. gets any uh, because he's the, my. Half, well, so. I'm the noob, so I haven't been around forever, and he's never came up here for a show. Well, that's or because he does our merch when we're out in stuff. So when we're doing you know live appearances and whatnot he's the one who basically sits behind the merch table so i can follow t-bone around or whatever so good times so he's our merch guy basically is oh yeah i got to meet the whole band fam it was a fantastic night yeah it was nice that that everyone made it out including brad and heather yes yes i know it's a jaunt for heather to make it all the way down here so i'm glad she made it and she well, both her and Jason both killed it with the pitchers, man. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. If you haven't seen them yet, go take a look at the Beyond FM Facebook page because they're up there and they are fabulous. And they're all PG friendly. Why wouldn't they be? You never know. With you guys. With us. Very innocent over here. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Excuse me. 
<clears throat> yeah, that's why your nickname is T-Bone. Mm-hmm. Who likes pancakes? Oh, I do have to say this. Uh-oh. This is funny. So JD, my 10-year-old, he's Mr. Brainiac, you know, analyzes everything. Sunday, we're sitting there and he goes, Mom, he's like, why do you have a friend named T-Bone and a friend named Porkchop? <laughs> <laughs> it was hysterical. He was like, are those their actual names, like on their birth certificate or are those nicknames i'm like no they're nicknames buddy he's like well that's what i thought he's like but i don't know because he's like everybody was calling them t-bone and pork chop nobody ever said a real name and i said it's an it's a nickname because you know jd is a nickname too but i don't know it was just i thought it was really comical because he's like they're both meat based i'm like yeah i like steak (laughs) just thought it was funny (laughs) <laughs> it would be a pretty cool picture to have me and cornbread and peanut and pork chop all in one day. that would be hysterical <laughs> oh my god four basic food groups <laughs> right of music that's so funny anything buddy else got anything before we no let's take a break rolling cardinal cowboy in here because i'm sure get he's these got in here. stuff to talk about as always i'm i'm good Alrighty, well, we'll take a break and we'll be back here with Cardinal Cowboy on Beyond FM. That means push the button, man. Push the button. Button. Push Push the button. Sorry. (laughs) You're fired. Beyond FM, sponsored by Gaslight Studio. Been pulled down low from the bottom of my feet. Lost my soul in Eden when the devil in
lost my soul in Eden when the devil and I did me. When the devil and I did me. When the devil and I did me. The best of everything STL. God damn right. Beyond FM. Best of everything STL. It's Beyond FM, and we are live at Gaslight. Good evening. Thanks for joining us. Going to give you a little update. Of course, uh, I mean we're stacked for the next four shows for real. Uh, of course, tonight we have Cardinal Cowboy, who we're getting ready to speak with in just a minute, um, and also we have Pookie Jones from Cowboy and the Poor coming up um, next week. 
hopefully um, we will get the whole shebang in there. But our guests will be the Dead Roses, and we will be attempting to do our first live performance Woo-hoo. with them. Acoustic, the following yeah. week will be our guests will be It Comes in Waves. And then on the ninth, yeah, on the ninth, uh, we will have the band that just played, and that will be Brooke Royal. I love them. They're one of my faves. Yes. So that will be incredible. So we, we've got it lined up for at least the next four shows, so keep tuning in every week. And we'll give you more details as we go along with each show as well, in case something else new pops up. And there's really no telling with us. <laughs> <laughs> We got a lot going on, people. Yes, we do. And we're watching Cardinal Cowboy with the trophy and his new toy for his phone to stream. Yeah, but my, my stream just turned off. We had a bunch of f- viewers, so we're going to have to share it again. But it's all right. Uh-oh. And we're streaming the segment, too. So oh. Multiple streams. There you go. Don't cross the streams. But. <laughs> right? <laughs> now, I know Patrick probably a little upset because he couldn't make it tonight because i know like he's the cardinal guy in the in the room he's the sports guy in the room he's the sports guy in the room but i mean you have done ran into each other quite a bit um with the viper stuff and doing some other things there um so how have you been well super busy i mean we're getting ready for cardinal season right now so if i ever i could use some expertise with regard to the cardinals because i just kind of run around the game and sometimes i have to ask what the score is you know (laughs) i get that we can give you pat's number he'll give you (laughs) play by plays well i was so so much into the game i played you Mm -hmm. know so it's hard to watch all the time well usually during games patrick will update facebook like every 10 minutes or right i can't believe they did that and you know yeah, he gets he, angry sometimes. Yes, he does. He might need some Xanax or something. Our anger <laughs> management courses, right. perhaps. So what's been going on with you? So, yeah, I, you know, it's, like I said, it's that time of year, and, and mm-hmm. it, it's typical that during the winter I get to kind of chill, you know. Uh, but now this thing's gotten to be kind of its own little monster, and so I'm, I'm on charity events or, or public events or launches of businesses or launches of restaurants and, uh, and, and a lot of charity stuff. But it's just like this, this winter, I looked at my stats. I'm, I studied data, right? I'm an internet marketing guy. It's part and part of what ties into all this. I'm getting 70, 80,000 people a month still following me during the off season. Wow. I'm like, this is starting to get a little weird, but it's just like, once you start something, you better be careful what you ask for, right? Because it might just take off. And then what do you do if you mm-hmm. go silent for a day or two? Yep. <laughs> so that's kind of where we're at. And it's just one thing after another. I'm, you guys follow Gary V. A lot of people, yep. Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, man, it's just, he, he and I came up about the same time, but he's world famous. He he got on Dave Letterman, right? Well, I didn't make nice. it on Letterman. I was on uh, Jimmy Fallon. No, I was on Jimmy Kimmel. But anyway, hey, so not quite the same uh, level. And I was on the TV wall. <laughs> that's and, nothing to sneeze at either, but, man. Uh, but doing what I, I and we talk about all the same stuff, but it's really these days you need to have content. As I love your guys' show, what you're doing, you're putting good content, local content mm-hmm. is even better because now you really tap into that local audience wherever you're at, right? In St. Louis, we got some musicians around here, man. We oh, got, yeah, we do. for sure. We got some great music. So it's exciting. I love what you guys are doing. I was well, talking to Brooke you. about it and I found out, I'm like, heck yeah, can, can, I, can I come hang out with you guys a little bit? <laughs> and so we got a big list of viewers tune in on my stuff and we're going to share what you guys are doing yeah we, cool. we try to 
I mean, we're music heavy, of course, but we do try to blend in some other content here and there. I mean, we've had professional wrestlers on. Mm -hmm. Um, If anybody's listening, I would love to start lining up some comedians to come on and talk to us, especially Mm -hmm. local ones. Yeah, we've had actors on. Yep. I had Johnny Cavanaugh. I ran into. He's a former. I've had my own Cardinal Cowboys show for a long time, off and on, and streaming and radio and online and video and all that. And I'm um, walking through an, an event we're going to meet for a happy hour out at the BMOs out in the Fallon area, St. Peter's, Cattleville, whatever. Mm-hmm. And guy comes up, hey, Carter, Carter Cowboy, remember me, Johnny Cavanaugh? And I said, he, he kind of fallen out of the professional. Uh, I don't know if you've ever done a full time professional comedian, mm-hmm. but th- now you've got backdoor comedy. Just oh, yeah. opened up, yeah. and in the, and the owner of the guy who started Backdoor Comedy was on. Mike Tobin was on our show on the Cardinal on the Cowboy Judge show that, that we aired. Uh, we recorded it; it hasn't aired yet, but it's going to be on ABC in the next couple of weeks. But they've got that Backdoor Comedy out there, and there's some real big names out there to come mm-hmm. in. And then they, you know, they always have openers or opening com- comedians that are local guys. Right. I've argued that I should be one of them because I'm funny. <laughs> 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 so y'all laughed at that. I try to be funny. I got some funny stuff, but I don't know if it's all funny yet. We'll find. We'll have to test it. But it's when you did an open mic, mic night, right? Yeah, <laughs> I've thought about doing those, but I just I can't. I'm not like a joke writer guy. I just mm-hmm. feed off other people. Not that I think that I'm funny either, but people laugh at me. I don't know if it's because I'm funny looking or what. But oh God! It's I get laughs, but I feed off people more than I do sitting down and writing stuff down. Like, oh, okay, you know, and you get your timing down and stuff, and it's kind of an art, and I don't think oh, I yeah. have. Well, and comedy is hard because my friend Janelle is a comedian here in St. Louis and I love her to death and I've gone to see her several times, uh, different places in and around town. And and it is hard because you're right. You do have to put some thought into it and think about your audience and you have to be able to sort of fly by the seat of your pants based on their reactions and what's going to go for the night because you never, I mean... You, you don't know who's going to be in the audience and what but they're you're still trying not to be, you're still trying to be original and not sure like absolutely else. and so you're, if you're trying to do a a joke that maybe not like a different technique on a certain joke and it doesn't work then you got to know how to get out of it oh yeah for yeah. sure yeah so it's hard yeah, comedy is they say one of the most difficult professions on the face of the planet because you literally, like you're saying, mm-hmm. you've got to be on your toes. You got to have that quick wit when somebody snaps oh, yeah. something that's out of context that wasn't mm-hmm. in the script. How do you respond to that? Do you mm-hmm. look stupid? Do you make them make fun of them? Part of the comedy routine, right? And it's it's and it's it's also impromptu. Well, sure. You know, most everything else in life is kind of scripted, kind of kind of laid out for you. Yeah, there's a lot of psychology behind it actually because she and I have talked about it before, and you. And kind of what you just said is like if somebody reacts to you, you kind of have to be able to read that person very quickly to see how receptive they're going to be if you can kind of make them the butt of your joke or not. So, yeah, I got a lot of props for comedians. I will say this because as being a filmmaker here in St. Louis, um, because I guess that's one thing people don't know about me, but I have made several indie films and do a lot of copywriting and such. But... Tell them what indie means because that could independent be misinterpreted films. As, yeah. as something. So I make independent films. It's not like Indiana Jones movies. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. No, no. Like nope. skinny Indians or no, just nope, independent. No, just independent gotcha. films. Right. Um, like no big budget type stuff yet. Maybe that'll come eventually. Um, but we hire, a lot of times we hire comedians over actors and actresses because of that very thing. Because... You can give them a script and they're going to really make it more personal um, 
and be able to adapt to sort of that character's voice and who they are and their background. And they are really good at like doing impromptu stuff that works well. And they take as a director, because I'm also a director, they take direction very well, which is really nice. So I think comedians are super underrated for sure. I would say that's a tough gig. I mean, yeah. I, uh, I've done some stand-up comedy. A lot of people do understand that not only am I this good-looking, but I also am very funny. <laughs> and okay. it's, it's a curse. And I, the best. so modest, too, as we can tell. <laughs> and it's part of, that's how you make people laugh, because yeah. it was completely, obviously <laughs> ironic. But you never know, some people may take me seriously. Yeah. I did hold up a picture of Brad Pitt next to myself during one skit and I just told ladies I had some professional comedians in the comedy uh-huh. in, the, in the audience and they were open mic night and a lot of the pros practicing uh-huh. and then you can come on as a guest and I said ladies you see what I have to deal with and there's a picture of me and I'm doing uh-huh. my thing yeah. in the camera there doing like this and I hold a picture of Brad Pitt uh-huh. and I go do you see what I have to deal with now everybody laughed at that because it was well, sure. fairly incongruent I don't know yeah, yeah. the, the no, resemblance no. was a little bit of we a bo- far we bo- we stretch actually, no no wait a minute. <laughs> we both we both have two eyes okay <laughs> this is true a nose okay. most of my hair white guy there you go okay C- country background a little bit yeah. maybe kind of does Fenton count I don't know Fenton counts You're both from Missouri Missouri right. yeah, yeah where Missouri. is he from right. I know he's, he's Springfield. Bo- Springfield he's born in Oklahoma okay. but he moved to Springfield as a kid one of my oh, okay. buddies was his fraternity brother really he actually wow. attended Mizzou Really, I didn't Mizzou. know that. He was a Sigma Ep, Sigma Phi, Sigma Ep. I, I, think it was a I don't know. But I taught Something him out Greek. Of- <laughs> <laughs> I actually gave him acting tips back in college. What? No. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> totally made that one up too. But you guys thought about it for a minute. He's actually like ten years older. Than I know. I know you realize he looks really? a lot older than me, and I look better than him at this point. <laughs> but, uh, but he, uh, yeah, Brad and Brad and I go. We're like this. Good. Give him my phone number. Tell him. Tell him I'm single again. <laughs> <laughs> he may be interested. I think Brad is. You know what? Tell him I'm single too. Why not? You know? <laughs> hey, it is Brad Pitt. Why not? All right. <laughs> right. So the next time we have inner outlines in, we need to bring Cardinal Cowboy back because Andrew wants to meet the Cardinal Cowboy. Oh, there you Who's go. Andrew? He's in a band. Yeah. He's in a band. Like we we know a band or two, not quite that bad. Not Black Sabbath. I don't even know what song that was. I just we don't know Black Sabbath. Whenever somebody says I'm in a band, they go down. Yeah, no, not that one. Okay, but a lot of fun. I mean, it's cool. There's a long term strategy. I had somebody kind of enlightened me the other day. They said Eminem. You know, Eminem was not so famous until one day he turned Bad Boy Eminem. Right, and he apparently did like mainstream and lyrics and whatever mm-hmm. and then one day he's like and i'm gonna kill your mother and blah 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 and mm-hmm. worse than that right sure. and then he all of a sudden it took off right now i've had private conversations with a couple of the guys that are known in st louis you get mm-hmm. to know these guys if you hang out enough but i was talking to je one time where he knows je he's got more mm-hmm. grammys than nelly um, but he's the guy's producing all this stuff and i'm talking to some of those guys and they're like man that's what the crowd wants a lot of times <laughs> they want that bad boy you gotta thing. be political Right. I think sometimes people with many things, whether it's music or their writing or film or anything, people are afraid to be political. And I don't mean Democrat or Republican. That's not what I mean for you very small-minded individuals. <laughs> Literal people. Tell yeah. us how you really feel. Well, I was thinking Democrat but, or Republican, so I guess oh, I'm You were not, whatever. You are very smart. But... Um, <laughs> No, you have to be political. You have to be willing to sort of push the envelope and make people think a little bit and touch a nerve, you know, because that's really what your audience is looking for. Well, politics is a a reflection of our culture, right? And what Mm -hmm. people 
appreciate and what they think is fair and what they don't like and what what's not good and what how you should you know you, you should get parking tickets no you shouldn't get parking tickets whatever the rules are and then the politics try to they all try to fight with each other but i think it should be this way i think it should be that way mm-hmm. well i think every i like butter I, it, whatever put it all in the mix but um the, the culture's a reflection comedy is a reflection of that right well, music sure. is a reflection of that yeah and now we've all just come together and that's where I, I've, I've got my bad boy script i've got a script it's called the dirty cowboy Oh Lord! Well, watch out, watch out, ladies and gentlemen! Are you for the... bringing that out? Tonight? So I, I probably not tonight. <laughs> I'm, I've been thinking about it for a long time. I've write. Mm-hmm. If anybody ever hacked my email, just search mm-hmm. for the subject line humor. Because whenever I'm, at, I was not smart enough to put these on a spreadsheet. I do that now. Mm-hmm. But back when I first started doing this, I would just try to type an email up to myself with the subject humor because I knew I could search through my personal email saying sent from me to me, so I wouldn't picking up other emails for all the. Right. I, get, I get some weird humor from from weird places I can't talk about, but but I had. These emails, I would type them up to myself, and I'd be, that was really funny to me, Yeah. and I wrote it down, and now I've had to pull those out and, and test them. And a lot of them are, like, way off color. I do a lot of stuff with regard to Cardinal Cowboy, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, let's go, kids. I'm going to visit you at the hospital. Let's do the right thing. Everybody put mm-hmm. me positive. But every once in a while, I like that. I, was, I played baseball, mm-hmm. right? We had the baseball mouth. Yeah. If somebody got in my face, I didn't like a call. I'm like, you mouth, you know, yeah. watch out for the kids, but... Uh, so we all have that side of our life a little well, bit. Sure. You, you, you're not always yeah. polit- politically, professionally correct every mm-hmm. spare minute of your life. And it's the, that's the side of the world that actually gets people more engaged. And I have people tell me, the cowboy, that's when Eminem took off. Yeah. You should do the dirty cowboy. <laughs> and so it would be, the, the, you guys tell me if the skit you think is appropriate, but it would be, hey, ladies and gentlemen, how you doing, everybody? This is Cardinal Cowboy. You guys having fun? And, and I'd do my pump me up routine. Mm-hmm. And then I'd go off stage and change into my dirty cowboy outfit, which would just be put on a black jersey mm-hmm. and a black hat. And be like, who is the freaking beep, 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 <laughs> do, 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 that? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with that dude? You know, and then I can make fun of myself. It's kind of like yeah. the, the Bob Saget effect. Is it? Well, t- yeah, explain because it. Because Bob Saget from Full House, very wholesome show and mm-hmm. this and that. Then he went out and started doing stand-up. Oh, yeah. And right. he opened that can of worms up real quick, you know, and people that- were like, that's Bob Saget. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, so. Does he still have an acting career? Did he? No, he's did, a comedian. Did, did he crush? He's, his, now he does all pretty much stand up yeah. and you know, still, cameos he, and stuff like that. So but. it seems like he's, he's not as affluent as he was. So did he? Or now he's making more money as a comedian. I don't know. He might be. I went to talk to his agent. He, he might, Who knows? Brooke, you know his agent, don't you? I, no. <laughs> but I know a lot of those people when they you know kind of transition from acting into other things, they actually do start making more money. And I don't know that he necessarily is, but you know they get more on the production side of it and actually making the films or, you know. Well, I mean, you have to think about it. I mean, if if he's doing, say, a, a comedy tour of some sort, and I think, to me, I mean, who's he got to pay? He's got to pay maybe his um, booking agent, booking agent, and maybe some sort of tour manager or something like that, and himself. Right, and that's it. Right, versus yeah. a production team and a video mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah. Sure, a lot more, a little more lucrative and a little mm-hmm. more fun, right? Because right. you get to talk about all those things. We, well, we now he does. I mean, and then he didn't have really the cloud of a network television series, right? Yeah, holds them back for what he. But really he's probably to do. still getting residuals for that too. Oh yeah. So I'm I mean, sure. I'm sure he's set. So do you think he pulled it off? I mean, it's literally, or did he switch? He started off wholesome family guy and now he's comedian and he switched over is he, is I don't he, think people he was are. even on Full House on Netflix when they rebooted Fuller House 
So I don't know that if that that transition affected him all that much. Because that's what makes me nervous. I've got to, I've had people. I said my producer John Pagano. I'm like John. Uh, what do you think about some ideas? He says, you can't do it, man. It'll destroy the Cardinal Cowboy. You won't be allowed in Bush Stadium. I'm like, dude, come on. Everybody says, and if you just keep it separate, but we'll have to figure that out. Maybe we'll test drive it a little bit. And yeah. I'll actually be like, I am not the Cardinal Cowboy. I don't know who that is. This is mm-hmm. a completely separate entity. Maybe you should just, you know do a stand-up with like clown makeup on and stuff where nobody knows <laughs> that's, that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah. Get complete, put a little black eye on whatever so at least at least you're still feeding like, that animal and nobody knows you're doing the, it right it just came off the baseball field got my lamp black on mm, got some go. shades on Ooh, and then that's not a bad right idea. and i'd be like rough cowboy and i'd be like i don't know who you guys are talking about but that dude's a weirdo <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right. No. So one of the reasons I'm standing on this side of the table is I don't know if you're part Italian, but you're talking with your hands and you've got some serious bling on those fingers. Bling, bling, so. bling, bling. This is not, these are not fake. Most people have seen this by now. These well, are not just fake. in case for those of us who haven't, do you want to explain what those are? Yes, these are what you call real cubit zirconia. Hey. <laughs> that's, that's fancy. Not, not that fake stuff. But uh, it started out just as a matter of, you want the story of why I ended up starting to wear these. Um, well, first off, the, the Cardinals started winning championships right? about the time the Cardinal Cowboy really began to emerge. Coincidence? I think not. Mm-hmm. So for those folks who aren't watching the Facebook feed and you're listening to this, um, he's got these huge rings on all five of well, his fingers. Championship on his rings. They are championship rings. Mm-hmm. These are all Cardinals, and now I've got the blues. Oh wow! Cowboy on it, but I got my real last. Oh, name, did you? What they knew my last name as instead of I'm like. Your last name fits on there. Yeah, barely. You put it, in, yeah, barely. <laughs> but yeah, and they make it fit. It's right above O'Reilly, so is it a Rethridge uh. O'Reilly or whatever? But I thought that was kind of neat, and so I wear that because you no, know, are my blues friendly? It was here's another quick coincidence. Uh, I do stuff with the blues every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, got I've worked with a lot of kids who've had. Uh, I call them superstars because they've had major trauma or whatever's mm-hmm. happened to them or they were born with certain things, whatever. A lot of people will tell them, you know, oh, they can't do whatever. And these, they, that's not ever true. Actually, they're more determined than most American, you know, red-blooded Americans. Mm-hmm. But they've been challenged a little bit and they will outperform them and they overcome bigger hurdles. Mm-hmm. And so one of the kids, he's 35, but he can't drive. I call him one of the kids. But uh, I'll, I'll say his first name. His name's Nick. And, and Nick... He, he's always what are you doing cowboy where are we going mm-hmm. but i met him i went to visit one of these places that gives employment it's a it's a full-blown assembly thing and they mm-hmm. just give employment to people that otherwise would not be able to do over you know whatever job they determined I mean, anyway they get out there to do their job then he, i say hey, i've got my birthday anybody's invited and he shows up at my party i knew he couldn't drive like, how'd you get here mm-hmm. he's like don't worry about it <laughs> and he showed up now we become pretty good friends and he's, he's literally i mean one of the best all-around people you'll ever meet mm-hmm. and and then uh one time he goes let's go to the Cowboy, I got tickets to the Blues game. I'm like, I, you know, I started to still focus with the Cardinals. That's my that's my main focus. But you know, help them out. The Blues aren't doing so well. It was a tough season last year, mm-hmm. up through January, up yeah, until the Cardinal Cowboy <laughs> went to the Blues game. Had nothing and to Bennington do with Bennington. Had at all. nothing to do with it. Yes. <laughs> and a lot of people don't realize that that Bennington move. I orchestrated behind the scenes. Oh, really? Oh, I'm sure no. you did. With, okay. you, with my mental cowboy. Did you also show him everything he, he knew how to do? I taught him how to play. Show goal. him how to do a stretch. <laughs> I, I taught him how to block. How do you? What do you call it when you're? I played. <laughs> what do you call it? <laughs> I played soccer. I was a goalie for soccer. Kick save. I don't know. So no, but I did go up to the 
I get go up to the towel man and he's a friend and I said hey let's go say hi to him since mm-hmm. we're here we I said and towel man's like oh it's not we're not doing so good you know I said I'll tell you what let me, let's maybe some of the Cardinal Cowboy the St Louis Cardinals power mm-hmm. will rub off on you a little bit here yeah and since I'm talking too much I'll turn the camera over here no I oh, okay we had it like that here we go and I said let me let me turn the camera toward no, let me said towel man <laughs> <laughs> towel man Squirrel. let me let me pass yeah. the uh, pass some of the power on it's like give me some knuckles let's get a uh-huh. picture we'll put this video out there channel two picked it up put it on their website uh-huh. played it and it says the cardinal cowboy and the towel man two uh super fans unite uh-huh. but the blues aren't doing so well and we'll see what happens right at that point boom they turned it around mm. does anybody remember what happened at the end of the year by the end of the year last year with the, uh, with the blues, I don't, no, I don't remember. With, with the blues, I, I, don't, I, I, I think we may have been like on the street for some kind of parade. I, yeah, at some I was point. gonna say I think we had a parade or something. I, I think I'm not so. Sure. <laughs> so. I was on, I was on a freaking cruise. I've been in one cruise what? my entire life. <laughs> oh my lord! My mom's like, you know, your dad's in bad shape. You need to spend some time. I know you don't like to go on vacations because you always want to work, mm-hmm. but you're going and I'm paying. And I'm like, Ugh. all right. No, like, hey, it's the end of blue season. They gonna do nothing. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> what's gonna be? A Cardinals will be in the middle of the season. I'll be there for the All Star game. Everything will be fine. And then they win first yes, round. It was and they win so the second awesome. Round. And then they win the third round. And they come back and win the, and whatever. How many rounds is it? Is it four rounds or five rounds? And they're in the freaking Stanley Cup. And I'm going. Let me look at the dates. Crap, we're gonna be. On, I'm gonna be in Honduras. <laughs> Or Cabozamel, or wherever the hell we went, all the way down the the eastern side of Mexico, mm-hmm. and right. you can't get reception for. And they're, yeah, they're like, "Sorry, Senor, we don't get Fox Sports Midwest." <laughs> <laughs> but they did. It was interesting. They did have um, cable, you know, internet, what, direct TV, a satellite uh-huh, TV, uh-huh. right? And so it was it was a regular picture like you'd get anywhere. And there were like people conglomerated around the bar. There's big bars. Mm-hmm. Those places usually got like seven restaurants. It's like a moving city right anyway so we go up there and then there's like 15 blues fans mm-hmm. and about 25 bruins fans mm-hmm. and so it, yeah, we're like Ooh, we're gonna get taken here if this isn't being a problem but but we went through the whole deal and i was very polite telling me you guys suck you know <laughs> <laughs> oh god you guys are terrible that but, was more polite than they were well, to us <laughs> right no i didn't say that but i did have to remind them that you know you, you kind of screwed us out of a couple world series most recently because mm-hmm. boston beat the cardinals a couple times here 2000 i don't want to talk about it so um, we're out there and then the blues and then they had, you, had, you had to win away and away right we're on the strip for the whole time and it's like game six is in st louis and i'm like i could sneak into that one and go off before and then go to the airport i don't remember and we're like now nah, we're gonna mess with that but in game seven i'm gonna be on the cruise there's nothing to do about that mm-hmm. but they have to win game six and it's over at home because mm-hmm. they were up three to two right mm-hmm. and then game seven is in Boston. So if we lose game six, it's not going to look good. They're going to lose in game seven anyway in Boston. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. And then they win game seven in yeah. Boston. I'm like, well, I was on a cruise. Most of the people were watching it on TV anyway in St. Louis because it wasn't game seven. wasn't at the Edward Jones Dome. Right. Now it's the, now it's the Ed, Scott Trade. Now it's the Enterprise. Right. And uh, I'm going nuts. So then I'm like, okay, things are set. We're good. I think we're going to get back the day of the parade. Mm-hmm. They had the parade. Saturday, we got back Sunday. Oh, <laughs> I was so mad. I'm like, you guys, I made a couple phone calls. They're like, cowboy, oh, we'd like to move it for you. But oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, sure. So, anyway, so you also brought something else in that we're gonna have to describe on air. It's that little thing, this little thing. Yeah, it, it looks bigger on TV, doesn't it? This is this is a World Series Cardinal Cowboy trophy, Cardinal Cowboys World Series trophy, and we use this to help emphasize that the Cardinals are champions. We, we are all, uh, acting as such we wear the rings to, to remind people that we are the best we work hard we contribute we don't just pay for our world i ran into a yankees fan speaking of pain 
paying for World <laughs> Series. And I'm like, you guys just buy your World Series. Come on, you just get the best players at the end of the season, mm-hmm. make a few trades, a couple hundred million for a couple guys at the beginning of the season. Cardinals, man, they don't do that. And here they are. They get they do it the right way. And, and I like to represent. And I'm kind of joking a little bit, but not really about the Yankees. But anyway, they it's cool. I mean, we do a great job here in St. Louis. And I carry this, and it's turned into a thing. The most recent fun little video was when I was uh, contacted by it was uh, MLB as a gal. She's a roving reporter. She works for different stations, and she was at MLB. She says, "I'm I'm here to interview you for MLB, but it's for uh, the Facebook Live." stream Mm -hmm. um, that we're going to and you cannot watch the cardinal game anywhere they bought the exclusive rights it wasn't going to be on fox sports midwest when the cardinals played the brewers a year and a half ago or whatever Mm -hmm. 4.6 million people saw that interview wow it was interesting because when i got interviewed the ratings just went dropped off the table no i'm joking i didn't didn't see how many people dropped off because but they didn't have commercials they interviewed somebody Mm -hmm. from the cardinals or somebody from baseball and and for the seventh inning they interviewed this little cardinal cowboy guy it was really neat i mean that's kind of the fun Mm -hmm. stuff when you you're out there doing your thing and you're persistent and you don't worry so much what everybody has to say about what you might be doing well so how so how long for the people who don't know you how long have you been the cardinal cowboy Okay, so it depends on my age at the time because as I get older, we say it started later because I can say the Cardinal Cowboy is 28. Okay. <laughs> There's a joke there from another interview we had a long time ago where we heard that you told girls that the Cardinal Cowboy is 26 when I was 36. And I was like, well, that's because I, the Cardinal Cowboy, mm-hmm. Mr. Interview Guy, I won't say his name, he's a funny guy. <laughs> <laughs> thinks he's funny so i said cal I, w- I started doing this and when i was 10 in 1982 when the cardinals last won the world series before these last two stanley cup world series they won mm-hmm. so um then, you, then if you're talking to me as the character as the cardinal cowboy what what is that face did he just say the cardinals won the stanley cup I'm, 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 take, I'm taking I'm taking credit for everything. <laughs> you see that's what you just said. That's we like, we won the Stanley Cup. We won the, the World Series. The, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl all because of this little thing I started about 15 years ago. Okay. <laughs> okay, we'll go with Does that. Does that make sense now? Okay, I just figured I'd throw that out there. So but, if you started it when you were 10 in 1982, then that means you're 48, same age as me. 40, see, I'll be 48 in May. Uh, it's math. Carter Red. Way to math. That's that's good, Tebow. Give good job, Pat. So, wouldn't and, have been and the able truth to do is, that. I started it. Yeah, and and so the Cardinal Cowboys actually thirty seven, eighty two. Yeah. So that's the one we're sticking with mm-hmm. right now because thirty seven is not too old. Back back when I was actually thirty seven, twenty seven sounded cool, right? Sure. As the age for the Cardinal Cowboy, which was true because that's when I started it. Yeah. So that's there's your answer. Now we might move that to later. So <laughs> yeah. Now I'm forty eight, and the Cardinal Cowboy is twenty eight. No, we won't do that. <laughs> Started in 92. No. So uh, do you have any events coming up or anything? Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, every weekend, this was this upcoming weekend, um, there's this little thing downtown Soulard area called Mardi Gras. Yeah. Oh, I've yeah, heard thing. about this. It's a little bit. It's a I, thing. Yeah. I helped them launch that years ago. <laughs> I'm sure you did. <laughs> Pretty much, it's the Cardinal Cowboy. You probably no, I'm you probably developed the whole bead scenario. The beads, thing. Well, that's it. There's another story behind that. It <laughs> gets me in a lot of trouble, so I won't talk about it. It started in New Orleans, and that's where, no, but yeah. but it's funny. But yeah, no, I, I have been invited to be on some floats and, mm-hmm. and stuff as the Cardinal Cowboy. Uh, 
my girlfriend, she wants to go down there. She's like, I had to get one day off, you know, every time mm-hmm. from big events like this, and I'm taking Saturday off. And I'm like, there's another big charity event. And I'm not, by now, I'm kind of like past the whole Mardi Gras thing. It's fun. Right. I worked for Anderson Bush for 10 years. We used to party it out. It was crazy. Big tents, all the stuff. But it's fine. They bring me in each different tents. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, Cardinal Cowboy. And they play the Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy, or whatever's going on. We get the yeah. crowd going, Cardinals, all that. But it, what's cool is we got another, it's called the uh, uh, Night of Superstars. And it's all these kids that have had things happen mm-hmm. whatever it is uh, a couple years ago i was asked to be an escort for the you know you, you walk them down the red carpet these mm-hmm. kids that have had cancer and brain injuries or whatever it is and a little girl i uh, her name uh oh, it starts with an a i, I saw her recently won't shout her out anyway but she she has sarcoma mm-hmm. and you, she was like kind of proud of the fact that she's like i'm walking around i'm doing my thing and here's mm-hmm. my metal leg yeah and she shows you her metal leg and she wore a dress that night but she would just show you like right here you can see the metal mm-hmm. leg Pretty neat. And so, the, and I gave my little speech about, hey, man, these kids have superpowers or super abilities and they can do things that average humans cannot do. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a neat uh, event. So they've asked me to come back and, and be part of that again this, oh, this cool. coming weekend. And so that's going to be really neat because that's, you talk about a, a, an organization that really impacts kids that like some people have written off. Some people mm-hmm. tell them what they're not. And I, that just drives me nuts because yeah. that's not true until they've proven they can't do it, right? right? Don't tell them what they can't do before they have a chance. So is that Saturday night or is that that's all day? Saturday night. That's at the. Uh, What's the uh, casino down south? River City. River City. Yeah, there's that River City, mm-hmm. and they roll out the red carpet. Kerry Robinson got me involved with that. Kerry played for the Cardinals, and mm-hmm. we're buddies, and so they're doing it again. That's a big one. So, and, and there's always other kinds of events. I, I forget about, but hit me next week, and I'll tell you about three or four more. So, are you <laughs> going to do the Mardi Gras parade first, and then do well, the that's event? that's the kind of the dilemma. I'm at the point, like I said, unless I'm on the float, standing on top, dancing. Because <laughs> I, I, we're actually gonna be going are you gonna to be, the you, parade. Are you gonna be in a, on a float? No. Okay. Not, not unless somebody wants us. I mean, I'd be happy to, you know, wear Beyond FM swag. But well, I've contemplated yeah. that may come next year. Make we're, it gonna, some, we're gonna make a big wiener dog float. And oh, hey, hey, hey. no, it has to be a pancake float. Well, that, that could happen too. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's a huge, Mardi Gras is huge. I mean, I think yeah. it's the second largest Mardi Gras celebration in the country. It day. is. It's yeah. next Behind next to New Orleans. New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So even when I was down in New Orleans last month, they were talking about the Mardi Gras celebration up here. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's a thing, and it'll it be. It is a thing. I've been to why both. we're going. I prefer St. Louis's. I've, it, it is like I've never cool. been to a Mardi Gras celebration. Well, my my background oh, didn't yeah. allow okay. me to. Well, isn't so. the issue always? It's just like, is it going to sleep? Is it going to rain? Is it going to snow? Yeah, that's it's never just bright and sunny know, and sixty-five right? or seventy degrees. Well, just, that's not true because or it's fifty during the day and it's ten at night. Four or five years ago, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> yeah. It was cold, but it wasn't like bitter cold. So, are you going this sunny. weekend? I am probably going to go down for a little bit. Saturday is going to suck. I'm going to try to go down for a little bit and see Linda sing, and I forget where she is, but. I'm going to go see her. Then I've got your thing to go to. That Saturday night, right. And then I've got to go from there to see Bleach. Right. So I'm like, yeah. Sun- if I could go see Bleach with you, I would, but I, I know. had previous plans. You're fine. So so I'm going to be down there for a little bit. I don't know about getting up in time to see the parade. <laughs> So we'll see about that, but I'll be down there for a little bit. Well, it was the thing. Like I got excited because I'm like, all right, we're going to be in. I got to come my buddies with mm-hmm. me, and they invited us all to ride on the float that was official thing for Rawlings or some big deal. That's why mm-hmm. they thought of the Cardinal Cowboy, and I'm like, cool. So a girlfriend of mine, she lived down there. I said, we're going to crash at your place. She's like, okay, cool. So we got up at like 5 in the morning. 
because we're like, we don't want to miss it. It'd be a big crowd. It wasn't nothing going on really until about eight. And we mm-hmm. were like three blocks away when we stayed with her. And so we're out there like nobody's there yet. It's mm-hmm. ice cold out. Oh, yeah. And then we get on and it's a long day then after that. And then the craziness happens. So yeah, oh, yeah. unless you really want to be, that's why I said, unless I'm out the one throwing beads to mm-hmm. the crowd, all you do is stand on the side and kind of wait for everything to go by. Yeah. That's not yeah. Right. Well, and I'm not drinking all day Saturday till later because there'll be enough idiots out on the road. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so I don't know. Unless we'll see what chance, happens. Yeah. If I can't give out like free dance lessons or something, <laughs> I just, it's not my thing. You know? um, so let's uh, pimp out website and Facebook and all that for you. Yeah, cardinalcowboy.com. You can see almost everything there so far is just turned into all the philanthropic, you know, the different organizations and different kids and different schools and different um, charities that we work with. So check that out and you can see what's up. And I've always getting invited to go speak to kids or visit with, or give, give a, give a, a, a speech about, you know, overcoming adversity. And cause a lot of people don't know I was in a coma. I'm lucky to be here, pulled the ventilator out of my own throat. And I think baseball gave me the skills to do that. And, uh, life is short. Don't worry so much what people think, go out and have fun yeah. mm-hmm. and do what you love and help people. Exactly. Yeah. Well, anytime you have anything to promote or anything, stop by or send me the information and we'll get it out there for you and see what we can help you with. Yeah. yeah. Hit me up on Facebook. That's the easiest way. Cardinal Cowboy. Facebook.com slash Cardinal Cowboy. And then we stream and do all our fun stuff. So we're going to be talking about you guys tomorrow night on my show. Oh, wow. Cool. Maybe you guys can win. Let's come out. Brooke's been there. I've been there. Uh, DJ BJ. Yeah. Sharing some intellect, and she's running the show for me a couple of times. And I'm like, I got to go talk to some people over here. <laughs> <laughs> Try to sell some stuff. And uh, it's a great little deal, and we appreciate all that you guys are doing for the community. Well, we, we appreciate you as well, and I think the whole town does, whether they tell you or not. So, uh, Well, thank you. you. Most of people, I didn't realize when I got started what would happen. I thought they might laugh me out of the stadium. I thought, mm-hmm. And the truth is there's always somebody, and I, I shouldn't even bring this up, but there's always somebody, and I studied it. It's like one out of 100 or one out of 1,000. If you could give them somebody's talking today, you could move a mountain, and they'd say you moved it too far. Oh, sure. Right? Mm-hmm. But not, I, the love you get for Cardinals and all the great fans that we have, it's really awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's so energetic. And it's just that you keep building positivity on top of positivity. I talk about the vicious mm-hmm. cycle spiral up as opposed to down, right? Yeah. You're either in one or the other. I talk about this in my speeches. Mm-hmm. At whatever point you are in your life, but you can't be in both. You're either right. getting round, wound into something that's bringing you down and you need to get out of or get away from, or you're building things and doing positive. And the more that you can focus on people, give mm-hmm. me grief. They're like, dude, you get so lasered in. You don't even see the jokers and the things that are going on and the distractions. I'm like, no, I can't. That's that's what we've got to do to, to help people and get where we want to get. So, yep, yeah. for keep sure. It up, guys. Appreciate you coming in. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Yep. yep. Thank you. Well, yes, sir. I'll, Either I'll, fist pump, I'll, I'll do that. And I'll, 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 I don't ever want to disrespect somebody and not give them knuckles yeah, because yeah. they can feel Nux. the power of Brooks on this a few times. You guys are awesome. All right. We'll be back awesome. here in minutes with Pookie Jones from Cavo and the Poor. And uh, this is the latest from ATG on Beyond FM. The best of everything STL. I knew that. Yo, I was thinking about the past and how things have changed a lot since me and you were walking up and down Shangri-La. We would share our music and views of the world. I would joke about how one day you would be my girl. That was like 05. Yeah, it's been a long ride. Wasn't looking, but we got something that you don't find. I was 16, but I really was.
wasn't playing a joke and when I told you I love you long time with you holding me down I already know I'm a win your words lift me up brothers hope to ascend your smile knocks me down can't get over your grin I get a glimpse and fall in love all over again let me tell you about my girl where do I begin the stars to my sky the envy of all my friends always putting up with my childish ways I'm all man but I've never been too proud to say me I'm lonely and not falling once again tell me that you love me and you don't want this to end you know I hope that all your dreams come true through all the time you spend with me by your side sincerely your best friend see this one girl takes me to new heights cause this one girl she makes everything right see this one girl is the love of my life and you're only one girl but I'm saying it twice see I love you I love you more than you could understand and if you ever left I would never love again cause I wanna be your main plan and your other plan your husband boyfriend and your other man slow kisses and late night texting well I love you forever is no question my light was fading out before you stepped in you're my one and only girl and my best friend we fly high we're above the hate and we can't break too much love to make you see I never knew that I could love this way but I'll be loving you from now until judgment day yeah. me I'm lonely and not falling once again tell me that you love me and you don't want this to end you know I hope that all your dreams come true through all the time you spend with me right by your side sincerely your best friend Yo, so bright you're my Some days I complain, but I love everything you are I hope all your dreams come true throughout all the time you spend With me right by your side, sincerely your best friend
the best of everything STL is beyond FM. Good evening. We are still live at Gaslight, as far as I can tell. I think we're here. I think we're Last here. Last I checked. Thank you, Cardinal Cowboy, for hanging out with us. And, of course, that was Bleach with the Wild One, playing Saturday night at Diamond Music Hall in St. Peter's. Feel free to come out and join us for that. And now in studio, Mr. Pookie Jones. Hey, yo. What's Hi, happening, Pookie. everyone? He's in a couple bands that you might have heard of. <laughs> A couple, just a couple. One of them being the poor, and the other one being I love Cabo. The poor. I love Cabo. And uh, Ruby. And Ruby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we will be so playing. So you get around right. a little bit. I, I try. Well, my manager <laughs> manages them. Oh, Cabo's gotcha. manager also manages them and asked me to kind of, you know, join and, and be a part of that project. So Cool. That's what I was going to ask you later on down the line. But <laughs> oh, sorry. You know, like, uh, how, how did you get involved with Ruby? Ruining the content. No, it's great. <laughs> it's okay. We like it when our guests just talk and tell right a story. Right just in, indulge information randomly. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll tell you what, those those girls in Ruby, they're super talented. Um, you know, for 21 and, and 23-year-old, mm-hmm. I mean, just fantastic songwriters. And, and, and it's, it's funny. Because when I was their age, I was, you know, drinking and being an idiot, being an idiot. And and I was in a band then, but, you know, I didn't have the dedication. That's and, most people and, that age. Yeah. Just here. amazing. So, sorry. Hold on. Jason's telling me to primp because I was just bitching at him that he takes bad pictures of me sometimes. Do I need to fix my hair? <laughs> I have that same problem. Are you okay now? I don't know. You tell me. Do I need to tilt my head left or right? Yeah, I, I brought this up because I, I started shaving my head in like 94, you know, just because I wanted to be different, and, uh-huh. that, and then now we have to. <laughs> right? Right? It's that, that little spot on the top of your head yeah. that grows. Well, I've been trying to grow it out, and then, and now it's like, it's because you'll, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. So whenever a little bit grows out, you feel like it's like, this, yes. okay, you feel like you have a 10-foot afro or something. Yes. And... It's just like this. Well, mine, my sides and back are out more than the top, so then I really feel stupid. So, <laughs> so you look like one of those little troll doll things? Yeah, basically. Yeah, I grew mine out on tour and then realized that I have a little spot here that doesn't grow anymore. <laughs> and I did the whole, just put it back in a tail and I covered it up, and oh, then it just, it just <laughs> yeah, I, I don't do that. I just said, you know what, I'm just, I'm just going to shave it. I'm done. I just... I'm not going to fake it. And we were lucky that that style came in eventually, you know, because people back in the day used to make fun of Kojak and everything for shaving his head. Yeah, but he was cool as hell. I mean, he was cool. You can cuss. You can. You're good. You're good. That was one cool motherfucker right there. There you go. I was saying Kojak. As a kid, but when I got a donut, I was like, I'm Kojak. What? That was hot back in the day. Kojak, motherfucker. Yeah, that dude's bad. I wonder if he ever got any residuals from lollipop sales i uh, did i i probably not back in those days because they didn't market no. themselves very well but he should have oh, because yeah. every kid that put a, a dum-dum in his mouth was like, like okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad dude him and shaft oh yeah oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. samuel l jackson shaft oh yeah that's the man i'm yeah. just saying so let's uh start things off with the beginning for you yes when did it all start happening i mean were you in bands in high school and stuff like that or well actually my i did play guitar you wanted me to go back yeah, back, yeah. Back, back. yeah. Okay. We're, we're digging deep 
So fourth grade, I wanted to play drums. My mom said, we're not going to go out and buy drums for you. It's very expensive. You play an instrument of my choice and you do it for a year and then we'll get you the drums. You have to show that you're dedicated. And I was like, cool. She said the flute. Oh, no. <laughs> That's right. That, that that look is what my friends did. That exact look. So I had to play flute for a year. Was um, it pan flute? <laughs> I wish. It would have been oh, a lot okay. cooler. So in my grade school, they come and get the people who are playing in instruments, and they mm-hmm. call you out loud. Flutes. And I'd have to stand up and grab mine. A couple of months of being made fun of mm-hmm. for getting up, I would always go to the bathroom before it was the time to call the flutes and I would just grab my flute and go to the bathroom and as I'm walking back, and it was the same thing every day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I suffered for a year. So after the year, I went back to my mom and said, all right, cool, I want my drums. And she said, don't you want to continue to play the flute? I mean, you've done so well. And I was like, you know what, I'm done. I'm out. Mm -hmm. I don't want to play instruments anymore. So I didn't. And then my uncle gave my sister a guitar and I started banging around on that and actually started to get good. Mm-hmm. And then I saw, my sister was into rock music and she saw, she was really into Def Leppard and I saw a Def Leppard video and it changed my life. I was like, that's what I wanna do. And my mom and dad got into a big argument on Christmas because my dad said, what do you want for Christmas? And I said, an electric guitar. And my mom was like, <laughs> wow. we're not getting him a guitar. He didn't wanna play the flute. But my the, dad was yeah, like, you would think, but no, you would think, but no, it didn't. No, 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 no. <laughs> so they got into a huge fight. My mom and my dad arguing back and forth. And, and my dad just walked out of the argument and said, grab your coat. And we went up to a guitar store. I got my guitar and I played guitar and, and jammed all through high school, got into a band and I put a band together. We were called Plain Jane and we played around St. Louis. We, we were pretty decent. The funny thing is we opened up for uh, White Zombie. When they really? Yeah. Called 367. Wow. Awesome. Before they were big, like when wow. they were small. Mm-hmm. Like um, I played a mini show at 367. That <laughs> yeah. Right. Playing Jane. You don't remember? We, we uh, played it all the time. It, was, it sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. We, it was the three black guys and one, our drummer, Little B. Bad drummer. He's awesome. Like, just badass. Um, you know, we played with Forbidden Young and we opened up for King of the Hill or they were Broken Toys back then. Conquest. Oh. You know, we. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We used to. I was a little kid, you know, playing, going, wow, these guys are rock stars you know um and so that was the start of it and then uh we didn't have a bass player and so my guitar player the lead guitar player was better than me he was badass his name was was was, uh levon we called him boo boo and boo was like dude we need a bass player why don't you play bass because we can't get one to stick around so i started playing bass and and then i fell in love with the instrument i was like sell all my guitar stuff well i wasn't pookie then pookie pookie came because our drummer needed an alias when we got signed and he got an alias and I was I was like why does he get to have an alias I want one I want to be called Pookie Jones and it stuck so that's funny <laughs> we just so got it what year was this oh um 91 ish because we were looking into, for a bass player in 92 what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> I was, we, ended, we ended up, we had two guitar players and then we ended up just buying a bass rig and then the guitar players would switch back and forth. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, there were no, there. honestly, there were no bass players back then. No. Back then. Like, I got a lot of requests back then. And, I, and I, mind you, I wasn't that good, but there was just no we bass players. We weren't that good either. So that's <laughs> right on. We'll fit right in. Well, I was in my, I was in, uh, let's see, Plain Jane, Ten Till, Skin, um, and then Mind Over Soul. And then that. Uh, I remember Mind Over Soul. Yeah, yeah, that's. You know, I was in that band for five, six years. 
The funny thing is I didn't join Cavo until 2006. My first show with them was the CD release party of A Painful Art of Letting Go. And um, it was funny. <laughs> I was in a band called Etherbox at the time. And the drummer, Nick Borelli, is a good friend of mine. He's also good friends with Casey. And Casey had asked me a couple of times to join the band. And I was like, no, I got this project. I'm good. I'm good. But I, I would see Casey out, you know. Mm-hmm. And he'd come to Trainwreck where I was would be playing a lot. And, and he would be like, dude, you got you to gotta come check out my band. And I was like, no, it's cool. It's cool. I got this band, Etherbox. We're, we're starting and getting going. And he asked me three times to join Cabo. And I was like, nah, you know, I'm good. I'm good. And I got this project. Finally, I get in the car with my drummer, <laughs> Nick Borelli, and he puts on the CD and it's Cabo. And I, and I was like, dude, who's this? He's like, dude, it's Casey's band Cabo. You should probably join him. And I was like, oh, wow. crap. So I called him and, and asked for an audition. And he was like, absolutely. And it was the most nerve wracking I've ever been. I, I've been in gargle rain the cover band uh mm-hmm. i was in and yeah gargle rain i learned 60 songs in a week and played oh my, my first show like wow i had to learn 10 songs for cabo and i was so nervous because it's originals like mm-hmm. covers you learn the chord progression you do whatever you want you make it through it you know no sure. big deal but this is people's art so i'm like okay i gotta learn these songs and i walk in and i thought i did horrible like i played the songs no, no, no. For me and Cabo, it was just me. They might have auditioned other people before and band, but when I went, it was just me. And uh, it, it's funny because I played the set, and there was a. They had two guitar players at the time, Mike Tomas, who I loved to death. He's awesome. I don't know him very well, but from the time we spent, he was a killer guitar player. But he was like, "No, you played this wrong. You played that wrong. On this song, you did that wrong. And this song." And I'm like. I didn't get the gig. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. I should have studied harder. Shame on me. I leave. They called me and said I had the gig. I was like, wow. Right on. And Casey was like, dude, you didn't know you had a gig before you even came. Like you, you were in. <laughs> but I was so nervous about it because, you know, when you're when you're doing people's art, you know, you have to represent that art, you know, to the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're just crapping on someone. You know? Sure. And so our, my first show with them was the CD release party. And I played with them for, you know, we played a couple more shows. And I, I was like, well, it's, this is cool for now. I, you know, I feel like I'm in a cover band because I didn't write this stuff. You know, so it's cool, but, you know. I, yeah. You didn't have that personal I don't have connection. That, yeah, yeah, that connection with it. So then we started writing the new songs. And we wrote Champagne in My Basement and Let It Go the same week. Mm-hmm. And and that's where that second record, Park Night Start Days, Days, came from, was, was me being a part of the new Cavo and actually being part of the writing process. And what's great is, you know, Chad, the drummer, Chris, the guitar player, Casey, and myself, when we work together, when we function together, I mean, we, in my opinion, you know, when we clicked, amazing stuff came out. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when, when we clicked, it was like things came together. You know, I have that same thing with, with the poor now. Yeah. Like when we write, it clicks we get a song done in a day, you know, and it's, and you're like, oh, wow, we don't have to go back and work on it. That was awesome, you know. And uh, so that's, that's what got us to deal was, you know, we worked together and, and came up with those, those great songs, that first record. You know, they say it takes a lifetime to write your first record and you get a year or two to write your second, you know. And I think it was destiny that, you know, I met Casey three times and I said no, mm-hmm. you know, and it wasn't. It was because of a mutual friend and the drummer of the band that I was like, no, man, I'm good. I got this band, Etherbox, and we're doing great. 
And he puts in a desk and goes, no, this is Casey's band. You should probably join them with a dude. What are you doing? Like <laughs> they're prob- way better than we are. <laughs> and he probably wasn't going to ask you again. You know, he'll like, right. I already asked him three times. Ain't right. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and you know, Chris is an amazing guitar player. He's, he's in Greek fire now. I don't know if mm-hmm. you guys know that. He's an amazing guitar player. Casey's a phenomenal singer. Chad had a pocket that was just amazing, you know? So to be a part of something like that, I was excited. And, and, we just started writing for the for the next record, and and that's what came out was what's on Bright Nights Dark Days. So I'm not saying I'm the cog that made that happen, mm-hmm. but I'm the cog that made that happen. <laughs> just kidding, guys. If well, you're and, you'll, and, you'll, and you'll know this too because I mean, with you guys being, I think me being in, in a couple of bands and you being in multiple bands, it's more important to almost get along with people than other than their musical talent a lot of times because you're going to have to really sure. dig deep with these people. Well, it's it's like a marriage without the benefits, exactly. you know? And, and you, you know, you're with Depending four, on which band you're in. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you're with four or five, six guy, girls, different people, mm-hmm. and you guys have to agree. Like, I know why bands break up. You know, Bridges was a difficult record for us to write because we all had different ideas of what we thought that record should sound like. And and there were some some difficult times writing that record. And there were times where I was like, I don't know what's gonna happen. Like mm-hmm. it's it's tough because, you know, everybody's pulling in a different direction. It's everybody's what the record, baby. Yeah. Everybody has say. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was it was tough. It was really tough. You know, friendships were strained around that time. And a lot of it was because of everybody's stubborn pride and, and the realization that, you know, we're family and we're brothers and that's what's important. Um, you know, so every relationship has its ups and downs, you know, but, you know, when, when it's all said and done, I think, you know, with Cavo, um, when we get together and we do our thing, it's, it's like, it's a family, you mm-hmm. know. Do you feel like maybe some of the newer material you guys kind of got back to that from the second album well you know that second record we did uh thickest thieves there was a lot of co-writes on that record because the label uh 11 at the time we were with had a direction that they want us to go and active rock was a thing back then which is not around anymore yeah. um so and we're not a true active rock band i mean if you listen to bright night's dark day champagne is the active rock song and everything else is alternative rock mm-hmm. you know so they wanted us to focus on it so they, so they set up all these writing processes with all these songwriters so if you look at that record the majority of that record like we wrote a song with jason wade from lifehouse um we wrote a song with uh, joey moore which didn't make the record that's the guy from nickelback um you know we wrote with a lot of people to try to to get that rock direction that we wanted mm-hmm. and the funniest thing about it is the truest we were on that record is a song called uh, Southern Smile, which we wrote with Cato, who family that you know we lost, he passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, he saw where we were mentally, I think, when we were writing Thickest Thieves. Like we were forced to write something that truly wasn't us. I mean, you know, and he heard Southern Smile, and he was like, "That is you guys, and I want you guys to record that." with me and so we wrote two rec or we recorded two records with david bendeth the first record dave david bendeth produced the whole record thickest thieves david bendeth only produced two songs 
Dan, who is an amazing producer, is killing it right now, did a group of songs, and Cato did a group of songs. Gotcha. And Cato, not that Dan didn't do it either, but Cato took what was really us, and if you listen to Southern Smile on that record, that's the truest form of Cabo on that record. And then we did a, an EP with James Michael from 6AM, and that also, if you listen to Identity and Live Without It, those songs are true Cabo because they let us do us. We didn't co-write anything on those songs. We wrote those ourselves, and they let us be ourselves. And I think going from that into Bridges was the issue because then the direction was we want to be us, but who are we? Mm-hmm. And I'm more of a heavier head. Casey's mm-hmm. got a country roots. Chris is more of a Kings of Leon alternative vibe. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Chad wasn't in the band anymore. We have a new drummer, Andy, who's who is from Illinois, but he lives in Nashville now. Um, he's more of an indie rock guy. So it was like three different genres and no one willing to give to meet in the middle. And and that's why I think that record was was difficult. But it was us like we wrote it mm-hmm. and we wrote it with uh, we recorded it with a buddy of mine. Uh, Matt from Blue October, mm-hmm. um, and That's we went. Band, oh, is it? Yeah. One of. Yes. Oh, right on, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did I love Matt? He, dude, he's awesome, awesome. But we went down to the Orb Studios and recorded it with him down at the Orb Studios, um, and uh, he got it. He got that record, but he also got the struggles that we were having with that record, and he tried. And I think he did a, a great job of getting the Cavo what we were at that time on that record you know um, I mean if you listen to some of those songs uh, gosh uh, Weather Rolls you can tell that that was my baby you can tell mm-hmm. that I, that was a song that I was vibing on yeah. um, you could tell that uh, Take Me Home was something that Casey and Chris were really into because that's their vibe and he, he he got it all together on one record and made it vibe well you know we, we released it ourselves before we were with Pavement. But, you know, it, it's funny in today's industry how labels back then tried to cookie cut everybody into one certain thing. And the problem is, is I don't think bands get the chance to develop nowadays. And and that's the sad thing about music because they don't get to, to do, I was talking about art, people's art. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, artists nowadays don't get to really be true and create art when they're at that level or they're signed until they get to a point like Pearl Jam where it goes, oh, we're going to do whatever we want. We don't care what you think. You right. like it, love it, don't like it, don't buy it. doesn't make a difference to us. Yep. You know, that's amazing to be able to do that. Like that's so freeing and, and, and I can't imagine how much that would feel to be able to do what it is that they do. You know, um, there's something to be said about that. It's, it's freeing and it's, and it's amazing. So do you think, though you guys struggled to make that album, that it still was something special because oh, absolutely. That, that struggle kind of developed what that piece of art Absolutely. Of That's it. what I'm saying. Matt, yeah. Matt got that to be us with the struggle. Like you, if you listen to those songs, you can, you can feel that struggle the blood know? sweat and tears yeah you can yeah. feel the tension in the band i mean that and, and and that's that's why that's that is a piece of art that was all us our first record is a piece of art second record was a cookie cuttered version of what 117 wanted us to be and then 
bridges was art. It's art. It's us in our struggle. It's us, you know, and, and that's what's, that's what's great about it. You know, Casey will, will tell you right now, that's his favorite record, but it's his favorite record for a reason. You know, it was truly us through the struggles, through the, you know, two lost two record deals, mm-hmm. broken promises. Uh, I'm not going to say certain people's names in the industry that lied to us and pretty much, uh, you know, pigeonholed our career. Mm-hmm. And they're out doing whatever they want to do and, and to their next thing and threw us to the side, you know. Um, but that was us and the realization of what we were, where we were and how hard it was going to be to get to where we were. It's, it's truly the truest form of what Kabul was. It's a piece of, in my opinion, a piece of art. Well, let's take a small break and then we'll come back and talk about some of the new stuff. Cool. And um, of course, we'll talk about the poor as well. Heck yeah. And uh, so we'll be back. Uh, but right now we're going to we're going to play Ruby. Anyth- anything else you want to say about Ruby? Well, um, as we intro it. Yeah. Yeah. They have a show. We I should say they we have a show coming up. Um, I, I want to say it's at, it's the 27th of March at Blueberry Hill. Um, but these girls, they, they, their, their song jeans got picked up by Apple like seven times now for ads. So I think they're the number one, uh, most song signed multiple times by, by, uh, Apple. Um, I think that's the statistic that I was told. Um, they're, I mean, it's great. They have a lot of heat on them. A lot of, they're not signed yet, but it should happen it's soon. I would imagine we're playing them, too. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, they're we're working on getting uh, the show together. We played a couple of shows and and more material, and and uh, they're gonna they're gonna be big. I'm definitely interested in seeing that. Then I'd I like to see that. Mm-hmm. Be a good show. Pop R and B. It's great. Yeah. All right. Well, here's Jeans on Beyond FM. You're listening to the best of everything STL. Grab your nuts and beef and get on down the road, and you're good to go. Beyond FM. Wake up in my makeup feeling angry Cigarette for breakfast cause I'm lazy Time to dumb it down so you hear me Hold up Shit is eating up my mind So eat up, eat up 
to listen to Beyond FM. We got that good shit. Get in real nice and deep.
as you catch us in mid conversation here on Beyond FM. But that's all right. We take it all out in post. Who gives a shit? You know, it's all right. It's real. It's not like we're doing a show or anything. Let's no. just have conversations. Nah. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought it was. We don't even really care if the mics are on. We're just hanging out with Pookie, but we're letting you guys listen in. Engineers in there like, shaking his head. These dumbass. <laughs> Pookie's got some really cool tats. I love this ink. Thank you. You are welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Robbie from the Ink Spot did this in my legs. You can't Robbie. see my legs. Yeah, we love Robbie. Yeah, that's fabulous. Wow. Oh, that's cool. And then uh, Trevor from the Ink or from Iron Age did these. That is like really cool. Yeah. I got a back piece that, Robbie, if you're listening, I'm coming in this summer to start my back piece. Yeah, Robbie. Robbie, are you listening? Robbie, <laughs> I'm also looking to do a back piece, a Beyond FM back piece. We're gonna come in and do it together. Yes. Uh-oh. It's gonna be awesome. Two 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 tables laid two down. Two bald guys holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> Tears and crying. <laughs> Hold me. I got you. I have ink, you know, but it's not that impressive. Where is it? Do you just have dragonfly. one? No, I have two. Oh, I was like, okay, I thought awesome. you had another one. I have dragonfly. And it's is funny. there any meaning by the dragonfly? Actually, there is. Um, so, quick story. This was my original, this was supposed to be my first tattoo. Okay. And I had it set up with um, Steve Middleton. Mm-hmm. And um, so this, like three months, I had this planned. And that's because my life has gone through a whole lot of change. And the dragonfly is actually a symbol of change and transformation. Absolutely. And um, I kind of sort of believe in spirit animals a little bit. And I've had the dragonfly show up in the weirdest places. I was in the middle of the Caribbean on a cruise in February. And I was actually in the hot tub. And a dragonfly flew in the hot tub with me. So it was just something that I was like, I I need to get this as my first tattoo. Mm -hmm. Because I wasn't allowed to have them throughout, you know, my previous life so i had this planned and then a friend of mine went to a tattoo convention um tattoo the Lou, actually the first year that they were here and there we were just walking around and it was two weeks before i was supposed to get this and there was a german artist from leipzig germany and he was taking walk-ins and you know we were kind of looking at his things and he gave me a price and my friend behind me is going do the thing do the thing i'm like dude i've got this other one coming on in two weeks they're not cheap i, I can't afford it my friend's like well i'll help pay for it okay here sweet <laughs> yeah so the rose was my very first tattoo and if you like it and like the artist you got to fly to leipzig germany and have him do I'll, it. i so. like my guys from the ink spot they're yeah. amazing yeah they're I local actually, yeah. And, and that, i need to find someone that can do I have a third piece of art that I want done on a shoulder piece. Ooh, 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 I know where you can go. You do? do? But it, it, they need to be able to do it intact without wanting to change it. That's the one thing I'm having a hard time with. Uh, yeah, you can you can go talk to Dave, Big Dave, Robbie, okay. or Nicole. <laughs> all all right. at the ink spot. And They're they, amazing, I promise you. Oh, I, I, I know, I see their work, but... My problem is that this tattoo was designed by tattoo. 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 Ain't that the guy from fucking Fantasy Island? Right. Diplane. Wait, hold on. I'm a short guy here, the shortest guy here. We're not doing that. No tattoo jokes. Or Gary Coleman, none of it. I'm putting it into it. I got short man's complex. That's it, I'm standing up. 
you, there, there. I'm standing up. Now I'm talking everybody. So I have a friend who was a artist for both Marvel and DC. Ooh. And he drew this uh, sugar skull beautiful woman for me specifically. Is she naked? And she's not. It's. Um, oh, I'll have to lighting. find it for you. Um, but it's a sugar skull makeup because I have... I, I have I I love skulls and sugar skulls in particular and I have skulls so I know I saw that's why I said I like your ink I think but another one. Oh, I need to find right he's like I think I, I like have that. another one I need to find someone who will do this art in its entirety without wanting to change it they just well typically it would depend on if the detail gets smeared or not depending on the size of it right um, but pretty much they'll do exactly what you want like I, I, there's awesome. nobody greater than the inks well in my opinion and this is my opinion. Uh, the ink spots the only way to go okay tell him Pookie sent you I will I will because I, I really want to get it done it's going to be on my shoulder and it's um, let's see if I can find it um, but I'm very excited Good for hand hand what? gestures from the- you can go to you can go to Dave you can go to Robbie that's what oh. <laughs> okay so we have to go to the ink spot testify okay. testify can I get an amen in the background that's right <laughs> <laughs> it looks like I'm getting my next tattoo done at the ink spot. I'm telling you, you're not going to find a greater bunch of people. And I mean, they're just amazing people. Awesome. I, I wouldn't send you there if they did well, shitty they work and they were horrible. Well, they should sponsor Beyond FM. They should. And we Maybe could we advertise for them. meeting that we've been talking about doing with them anyway. So I'm just, yeah. They support local, mm. local things, so. <laughs> we're in talks. Yeah, yeah. So. Let me ask you this. Yes. So are you are you a fan of a good friend of Cabo's called Shaman's Harvest? I know who they are. You should they have a song called Dragonfly. You should listen to it's amazing and I think it would really touch you. Oh, that's awesome. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, dude. Oh, they they could totally do that. Absolutely. Without changing it. Absolutely. Okay, I'm probably not going to do the red. I'll probably just leave it as black and white because that's kind of... I'm telling you right now, you could see Dave, you could see Robbie, or you can see Nicole. They'll knock this out the park for you. Guaranteed. Awesome. Okay. I'm I'm putting my name on it. (laughs) Okay. Like I'm saying, I'm I'm. I will take that in and go, Pookie Jones told me you could do this. If they they can't, you can come punch me square in the face. (laughs) Cool. For those of you... The, know that this is radio it's actually a picture of dick butt <laughs> <laughs> well do me a favor when you get home tonight look up shaman's harvest and listen to their song dragonfly you know Dave Bob, right? yep Don't you? yes you yes know okay they're amazing yeah and that song will touch you there's a friend of mine who also loves dragonflies and heard the song and, and so fell in love you have to look at the um, detail in this though I mean, the shadow and the... Yeah. The cool thing about the wings is that he had to take a break between all the wi- the because of the detail of the wings. Mm-hmm. So the um, he was telling me the needle he used is thinner than a cat's whisker in order to get that detail. Oh, wow. So That's awesome. That was cool. Alrighty. I don't have any tattoos. I don't know what you, you people are talking about. I know what you can do. You're, Actually, I'm, we need to go. She's you and him. How long have you known me? I have seven. Yeah. Jesus. Okay, I was gonna say, hear me out. <laughs> I was gonna say, I got we an were idea. Supposed to go get a tattoo. Yes, we were. We uh, need to go. Do I was that. just gonna say, hear me out. I got an idea for your next tattoo. Okay. We all take our names and put oh, it in a hat. Nope. 
And nope. then whoever she draws, she gets a picture of our face right there. No, 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 I'm not a pussy. I'll get a pookie tattoo. Well, then do it. I'll do it. I'll go with you, but I'm not doing that. The only guy on the team who doesn't have a tattoo is Pat. Correct. That's correct. You don't either? What? He's a piercing dude. No, he is a piercing dude. Says the man with studs in his face. (laughs) He makes up for it for for eye jewelry. (laughs) What? You make up up for it with eye jewelry. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you're, you're still very unique there, Jason. Yeah, well, that's we like your shutter. That's funny. Nick's better being an asshole, I guess. This is true. I so, give you that. So, um, what was it? Episode like maybe six? We had Jeff Lee on. Oh yeah, we did have yeah, Jeff it was Lee. way back in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean he he was one of the first that really reached out to us and said, "Hey, can you?" Play us, and I'm like, yeah. When can you come on? (laughs) (laughs) Is he not an awesome human being? He's really cool. He's fabulous. He is so funny. Um, Although he doesn't does not not believe in Bigfoot. (laughs) Sorry, I'm putting. I think we talked about that. (laughs) Yeah, we did. I'm almost Bigfoot doesn't exist, Jeff. But we doesn't exist. Or was that with somebody else? With with Tim O'Saban from Fragile. Oh, that's what it was. I knew we had that conversation (laughs) with someone. He's gonna be mad at me that it's I said that. It's all running together at this point. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, but he's an he's a, he's an amazing human being. Like I'm, I'm very fortunate. I, I like to think I am a very fortunate individual because I'm in a band with in, in, I'm in Cabo, awesome musicians, and the poor. I mean, I'm in a band with Jack, Jeff, mm-hmm. and now Matt, Benny. I mean, and, and Steve. I think it, I'm fortunate. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know, I couldn't be in better projects and the girls in Ruby are amazing and, and the players that are in the band Ashton and, and Tim um, and Ruby the drummer is amazing and he's winning drum competitions here in mm-hmm. St. Louis and Ashton's a wicked guitar player so I'm I've just been fortunate to be playing with with guys that, yeah, that inspire me since you're and, just a mediocre bass player right? I know right who right. would have thought yeah. you know hey <laughs> short mediocre on the bass <laughs> I have a fun story. Uh-oh. So my, it better be real fucking fun. We're in the middle of an interview. I'm just kidding. My, <laughs> you're the one who's like, don't do, make this an interview. Make this a discussion. Throwing love get, grenades over. So, so I'm making a discussion here. Yeah, your friends when they blow you up. <laughs> so the poor, um, poor as in pouring water, not like no money. Yeah, right. Although we don't have the any poor. money, but <laughs> my my 17 year old daughter. Um, she listens to some very eclectic stuff okay. and she wasn't really into original music at all. And I force fed her, you know, our station at one point and the poor came on and she immediately just mom, wait, who is this? What is this? Nice. And she became an instant fan. That's um, awesome. I got sick the night you guys played at pops once and I was sick, but we had tickets. So, um, my, uh, her stepdad took her to, Oh, that's the awesome. And she just absolutely loves you guys. Right she on. loves the way that you What's do your name? music. Her name is Becca. Becca, hello. This is Brian. Thank you for liking us. I really, <laughs> I really appreciate it. I will make her. 
that. That's <laughs> so, awesome. Oh, yes, I will make her listen to this. Heck yeah. But yeah, she, that's awesome. She Thanks, Becca. She became an instant fan. That's so. awesome. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I couldn't have asked for a better group of guys to be in a band with. I mean, Jeff is a monster on stage. Uh, he makes it easy on me. I don't have to really do much movement anymore since, you know, he eats up the entire stage. <laughs> Jack is a killer, killer guitar player of course you know he's from brook royal so he's a front man so he's got that that mentality as well matt benny is an amazing amazing young guitar player to be that young and that good sometimes i kind of want to kick him but i don't because he's he's phenomenal right and steve is killer on the drums and he's a he's a big boy so you know i'll have to you know work on him well we'll admit he is a lot he he was he's probably one of the funnest drummers to try to photograph oh he's, he's very animated in midair when he's doing this yeah yeah his spins and stuff real quick to say it's hard to catch motion like that uh-huh. i gave tony one of my cameras the night you guys were playing uh-huh. he throws sticks up and he catches freezes it i was trying all night <laughs> now i do have a request if steve if you could slow down a little bit when you're gonna when you're gonna you know throw your sticks in the air that i appreciate that he is he is so good on the drums and he looks great on the drums, you know, and it's so funny because because we give him so much trouble about the silly things he does. That's right. I'm talking about you, Steve. <laughs> you know what you did. You know what you did. But yeah, he's I mean, he's still on always on beat, even when it's just a little twirl and then he grabs it. Just bam. And oh, yeah. He's back into it. Oh, yeah, dude. And, I, you know, I, I push him. um because, you know, we're the rhythm section, you know, so I, I push him to, to play out of his box because, uh, you know, it's it's easy to play a certain way and to take the easy method on it. Um, but, you know, I always push him to do things because because when the poor writes, we write around the melodies. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll write acoustic, get the vocals down, get the melody down and then write around that. Um, we try to dumb it down as far as, you know, no one no one's going to walk away singing a bass line you know it's all about the melody and it's all about what the singer's doing that's what's most important and so we try to keep that formula so sometimes when you're writing out the box it's 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 you know when you would play something really aggressive okay let's not play something really aggressive let's play something a little bit with a swing and this is and that and it's something that you know he's not used to sometimes and and it's funny because he can play it but he's like, oh, man, I can't do it. I can't do that. I can't do it. And then he does it. And it's uh-huh. like, dude, stop. You just did it. You're awesome. You're like, you're an amazing drummer. Like, I know that that this way is what's comfortable for you, but you are technically sound. You can play anything you want to play. You're that good. So I know that's easy, but let's do this. And then we do it. And magic happens. Like, when, when the poor gets together and we write, like, it, it's... It's good. It's like a vibe, and, and it's an it's an amazing thing, and, and I cherish every moment. Like we're we're we'll be writing some more music here. We're working on our next record. Um, hopefully, I think we have like six, seven songs. Uh, my honest opinion, we have five that I think we should keep. So we probably have another ten songs to write to get to ten songs. And the discussion will be: Are we going to do a record? Are we going to release singles? You know, that'll be something we'll talk about. Maybe we'll do two EPs. I'm not sure, but hopefully there'll be new music uh, middle to end of summertime cool. uh, for the new record. That'd and guys, awesome. I'm super stoked about what we've written so far. Um, having Matt in the band, uh, 
w- already with me and, and Jack and Jeff and Steve, but having a new element uh, that, that thinks differently is just amazing because, you know, things pop up where you go, what if we do this? You know mm-hmm. what? I didn't really think about that. That's awesome. Let's do that, you know? And it, it's just great. I'm excited for you guys to hear some of these things and, and uh, it's going to be great. Cool. We're excited about too. It. Yeah, we're definitely excited. Um, one thing I want to bring up that you just mentioned about no one, you know, memorizes bass lines or anything like that at yeah. all. But one thing I want to say about you, even though it's you're still sitting back, there's still an important part of just kicking back and going with the flow. I think you do that very well. Thank you. I think because you, I could still, because you bring it out in live, but also you can hear exactly on almost everything I've heard you record you can tell that it's you because the way, just the way you played, it just sounds like it's, it's pounding, right. but it's not overwhelming. It still goes with the song, but you know. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's awesome. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I looked at it, you know, when 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 we recorded the first two record, first record with David Bendeth, um, you know, uh, you learn really quick what it takes to make a song. And so if you know what it takes to make a song, rather than then trying to show off that you can play, you can be creative and come up with a really cool bass line that people go, dude, that's a badass bass line. Mm-hmm. And it's just being creative. It's not, you know, doing a bass run. Hey, look, I can do these runs. Hey, mm-hmm. I can slap my bass. Hey, I can do this. It's not, there's already a Victor Wooten out there. There's already right. these guys that, I mean, I'm not going to be as good as Victor Wooten. I know that. So why try? Why don't I try to be creative and, and write the best song possible? Versus showing off to my buddy who's sitting in the back with his arms crossed looking at me going, oh, it's cool riff. Right. Or like, hey, dude, I can slap my face. Well, congratulations, motherfucker. Good for you. One time on the the morning show on the Viper, they did, you know, the, um, let's do a thing with who's the greatest guitar players and this and that. And, you know, you had your normal ones, Randy Rhodes Mm -hmm. and, and stuff like that. And I brought up a couple and I'm like, why not Joe Perry? Why not Mick Mars? Some of those like that, and they're like, "Well, what do they do?" You know, and I'm like, "I think it's more important for musicians to be able to write a quality song than do solos, sure, and things like that." And I think you guys do that well. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it comes down to under realizing who you are as a musician. I'm not going to be a Brian Bromberg, a Stanley Clark, a Victor mm-hmm. Wooten, uh, Hendrick from Dirty Loops, who I love those guys, and he's an amazing bass player. I'm not going to be that guy, like. So I know where I sit in the realm. Like there's bass players here in St. Louis that I find completely amazing. You know, uh, I'll go back to uh, Donald from from Do- Donald from uh, Sinister Dane. Do everybody know who they are? I know, dude. Sure he's in a yes. fantastic. He's in, in a band called Superhero Killer. Mm. He's. I used to watch those guys play when I was a kid. Uh, an amazing. Uh, George Patsos from from oh, King George, of the Hill, yeah. dude, he's a walking monster. That dude can walk a bass line into any any style, anything you want. That dude is a badass. You know, there's so many great players. Hell, Mark Joseph from from Greek Fire is a oh, badass. Man. Like, there's so many great players. Just know where you sit in your own music. Yeah, it doesn't make a difference. I'm not in a competition with anybody here in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all musicians. Like, the, the scene here is so amazing. The music scene because everybody did no one's trying i mean there might be some competitiveness but i don't see it like everybody's just out there to play and support and that's what it's about and that's mm-hmm. what's amazing like 
you know, I remember with my band Plain Jane when I first started and Tin Till and Skin, and it was a competition. It was like, you know, you downplayed everybody because you had to show that you were better. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish that I had had the industry, the scene that's here now oh, sure. where bands support each other. And, and it's 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 awesome, you know. Let's talk about a little bit of the new stuff, Cabo stuff. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, we're cool. Gonna, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do a double take at Calvo. Actually, uh-huh. we're going to do three, but we're going to do two in this break and then one later on. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're releasing a bunch of a, a bunch of singles. Uh, we talked about doing a record, um, and we figured, you know, we don't know if we're going to do much touring. Uh, we'll probably play some shows, hopefully get a couple of festivals here and there. Um, touring is just, you know, it, it's expensive. It's tough. Um and without radio support from you know label mm-hmm. and things like that, it's just difficult. So we figured, uh, let's do some singles, see how that goes. So the plan is to release another six, seven, maybe eight singles. Um, we did a cover of "Come Undone" by Duran Duran that we're trying to see nice. if we can release. Ooh. It's it's dude, it's an amazing cover. I love it. Um, there's just uh, three different stories on how to do it. And I, I'm trying to figure out with my manager which one is the truth <laughs> and which one, you know, so one person was like, ah, you just do it. Don't worry about it. I'm like, yeah, dude, I don't want to get sued uh, yeah, by anybody. Right. You know, oh, no, they're not going to sue you. Yeah, I don't know. I want to take your advice. You, right. you, you live in an apartment, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're Brits. You yeah. never know. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to be releasing a lot of new music and then, uh, me and Casey have started sending songs back and forth, uh, and and hopefully Chris and and Andy will, will the four of us will get together here in the next few months and start writing on some newer stuff because I think Casey said he wanted to do an EP, the end of this year, um, and so the thought was we'll release a bunch of these singles and then I'm gonna release it as one record uh, later on and I don't know what we'll do about. It's streaming, so I don't mm-hmm. think anybody buys records. So, but it's going to have the title "Under Bridges, Bright Nights, and Thieves." So it's like cool. a mixture of it's us in between all the records we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, we figured we'd we'd name it that. Tentatively, we'll see what we do when when that time comes. But you know, yeah. we got we got some more songs coming. Our next song uh, we released uh, um, "Without You" on Valentine's Day. So it's kind of a a Valentine's Day for someone who doesn't have a Valentine's Day gift to someone who doesn't have a Valentine's. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's been, everybody's oh. been through that breakup, you know, trying to get over someone, you know, wanting to get to that point. Uh, and on that release was a, an acoustic version of Ghost from our first record. But it's we put a country. Uh, I don't know if you guys know. You guys remember Modern Day Zero, right? Richie, oh, yeah. Richie, Richie mixed it um, and he, he, he mixed it and added uh, more of a country vibe to it um and it's fantastic and it kind of represents casey's upbringing you know Mm -hmm. like he's got a southern country you know he grew up listening to country music so you know it's a good thing to represent you know different sides of calvo um the next song that's coming out is either going to be what does it feel like which is a throwback uh 70s type rock vibe which is awesome i love the song and a really aggressive song called lead on um and it's funny our our drummer is the radio guy down in Nashville, Andy, Mm -hmm. Aaron. Mm -hmm. And uh, I told him, I was like, dude, you got to decide what the next single is going to be. You're the radio guy. And you would imagine a guy would be like, cool, I'll take that. He's like, "Mm, I don't know. 
man. I don't want to. It's like <laughs> that's dude, pressure, dude. You're yeah. you're on radio, dude. Like <laughs> this is what pressure. you do down there in Nashville. <laughs> like you're the guy that you decide, you know, songs that you play on your 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 show. Like pick a song. Like what do you think we should go with, one or the other? Um, it's funny, but what's also cool on this record is on Bridges re-released a song called Cynical. Um, this is a different version of that. And initially when Cynical was written, my envisioning of that song was more of a police type vibe. Mm-hmm. And this version is that vibe, that the original version of that song. And then we went to the studio with Matt and we kind of changed it around to kind of, you know, fit. And it didn't come out the way we wanted it. So we have that version uh, the more of the, the police type vibe, which police is one of my favorite bands. And oh, awesome. So it, it's got a cool vibe to it. So hopefully everybody digs it, but that's going to be the last single we put out since, you know, there's another version out there. So yeah. And sounds like it's going to be happening 2020 for everybody that's, in town releasing stuff. This year. Yeah, that's the plan. Uh, that's so awesome. Wonderful time for music. Yep. Yes. So let's uh, jam somebody with Cabo and, uh, this is actually the first release of, of the Whoops. singles that you're releasing. And I know Jason loves the song. He dances around constantly to it. Yeah? Yes. Are you going to dance? <laughs> Do we get to see it? I have ones. I have ones. <laughs> no, I have ones. You're the one dancing. You want to see me dance? I'm going to make it rain. I'm going to make it rain. You'll make it. <laughs> Alright, let's uh let's jam some cobble and this is Wolves on Beyond FM. You're listening to Beyond FM. If you build it, they will listen. I once convinced a woman that I was Kevin Costner, and it worked because I believed it. <laughs>
best of everything STL. Beyond Beyond FM. New music first. Cabo. Without you. I'll leave a light on in the dark. So save your breath for the hardest part. There's a reason you would change. With no more feeling, there's no more pain. I would find you where you go. First in line, but the last to know. You're a needle in a vein. And you'll never leave me again. It's the best of everything STL. It's Beyond FM. 
from Gaslight, and that was Cavill with their latest Without You. Call every station in town, even if it's like WIL or whoever, and, and request it. Why not? Yeah, those boys are good. Yeah. Mm, those, those guys are good. Sexual chocolate. <laughs> <clears throat> I got choked up there for a minute. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Too much sexy. Is that what it was? A little too bit. Much, too much sexy. Too much sexy in the room, guys. But I appreciate you coming in and taking time out. And like I said, you can come in anytime. And, and don't say that. I'll be here every week. You guys will be like, okay, we got Pookie's got to stop coming. We have the sex couch. You yeah. can just come hang out. Yeah, sex couch. yeah we can't Rick promise you anything will happen on wheat. it, but you're He's, welcome to sit on he it. He just put his head down. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. Just don't don't bring a black light. We're not sure what alley it came out of. So <laughs> seriously, do you guys really? Is it a couch that everybody had? Sex no, with? we <laughs> just make fun of it because it looks like it it's just been appeared pulled, out of nowhere one day. It looks out of like a dumpster a or something. Couch. So yeah. we're just saying is it's got its own STD. It probably <laughs> How y'all gonna bring a couch that has genital awards? Come on now. What's wrong with you? We, we don't, li- you we don't live here. <laughs> so. How many of y'all sat on it? Y'all better take your... <laughs> but, Those two. <laughs> a lot. You're gonna get in your car. Your car's gonna be like, great, now I have herpes. Both nickels of 10 cents sat on it. Yikes. All right, they're kicking us out of here. They got things to do, so yep, we're, we're we gonna got, slide out of here. All righty. Like I said, thank you for coming in. Yes, I appreciate you guys you so having much. me, and I appreciate all your support, and we'll definitely send you guys the next single in a couple of weeks, every Woo-hoo. five, six weeks. Awesome. So you'll get it in five. All right. Don't forget, awesome. next week, we have the Dead Roses here, Woo-hoo. and uh, that should be fun, and we're going to leave you with Cavo, and this is Champagne on Beyond FM. Nice. Bye. How can we be rock stars if we're not living like rock stars? If we live like rock stars, the music will come. Okay. The music will come, okay. Charlie. Beyond FM.